Hi, everyone, and welcome to Behind the Numbers. My name is Dave Bookbinder. I'm a managing director at B. Riley Financial, and I'm also the author of the new ROI, Return on Individuals. And this is the program where we dig deeper to understand what really matters most in business. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, today, I've got a really cool guest. Um, he is a former police chief, CEO, and founder of two companies. He's the host of the Leading Through Adversity podcast, also the author of Unmasking Leadership. He's a guy that has no time for a hobby. Uh, please welcome Jesus Eddie Campa to Behind the Numbers. Eddie, welcome. Thank you. My pleasure to be here with you today. A lot, a lot of stuff going on there in that intro. Tell us a little bit about who you are. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and my name is Jesus Eduardo Campa. Everybody calls me Eddie. Born in El Paso, Texas. Uh, been in law enforcement 27 years. Served as the chief of police uh, on two different occasions. I've uh, been an executive director for the state of Oklahoma. Um, Retired from law enforcement, uh, came down, started my company, uh, Unmasking Leadership, excuse me, uh, started my company, um, America's Best Strategic Security Group, launched another company called Leading Through Adversity, wrote a book, um, I'm a professor at the University of Texas at El Paso, and like you said, uh, I guess my hobby is is, is working, um, <laughs> I guess that's what I do, I'm married and have uh, three beautiful kids. A lot going on there, my friend. Uh, let, let's talk about the, the book a little bit. So former sure. police chief, what inspired you to write it and what's it about? Yeah, so Unmasking Leadership uh, is, 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 is a book that I wrote based on my experiences. Uh, one of the things that I find that's lacking in, in the world of leadership uh, is that uh, we don't prepare our leaders today. Uh, we're having an issue with mentoring. Uh, there is no formal uh, mentoring process or anything like that. Leadership, uh, when you when you're when you're breeding leadership or showing people how to how to lead, it doesn't just mean you pass a test, you get promoted, and they give you a set of keys, a clipboard, and then they say you're in charge, go go lead. And that's pretty much how it's done in the world of policing for the most part. Uh, as I transferred over into the entrepreneurial private world, I kind of realized that it's the same thing. I mean, as an entrepreneur, you start learning on your own, um, especially, unfortunately, uh, in, in our culture, uh, the Hispanic culture, a lot of the times, uh, uh, our mentality is is that of a, of a, of a crabs in a bucket, you know. Um, uh, so you're out there on your own. So with unmasking leadership, what I did, uh, it, the subtitle is uh, what what they don't tell you. It talks about uh, how you learn the process, how you go through it, the ups and downs that you're going to go through, the things that people don't prepare you for. And when you're in that role, all of a sudden you're faced with it, and you're like, what? One of the main ones is 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 fake friends. You know, you uh, your friends are are people that, that they surround you because of the things that you can do for them. And as soon as they don't, you can't do anything for them. They kind of go away. So it, it, it's just a it's a it's a book that um, kind of outlines the dark side of leadership uh, or the things that are missing of it, and talks about you know finding yourself a mentor to help you move forward. Yeah, if you're okay with it, I want to unpack a little bit uh, of the book, uh, working through a couple of the chapters. Maybe you can speak to some of these topics. I guess first and foremost, we really ought to kick it off with what's your definition of leadership, Eddie? Well, my, my definition of leadership is, um, you know, it, 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 it's just like my leadership style. Um, it, it, it's um, circumstantial, uh, it's situational. And the thing about leadership is that everybody has a different uh, viewpoint, a different uh, definition of it. It's kind of like beauty. Leadership is something that's in the eye of the beholder. For me, what it means is, is, is having the ability to see the, to see the, un, to see the, un, the unseen, uh, to be able to have a vision 
and get people to buy into that vision and follow you in that direction and, and not just follow you, but help you create that vision into a reality. So a lot of it is about persuasion, uh, being able to to handle um, adversity through any type of situation that you're going through and be able to lead and keep your head and be calm. So to me, leadership is just being able to gain the trust of people to to follow you to see in seeing the unseen. If that makes sense. Yeah. And look, you talk about handling adversity. So in the business world, there's obviously stressors and we're all tense and so forth at certain points in time, whether it's different times of the year, times of the month, or whether it's a transaction, what have you. But I can't even imagine what the stress level may be day to day as a chief of police. So how did, how did you implement you know, leadership under duress under those circumstances? Yeah. So, you know, that was something that, that I was really never taught or mentored. Um, it was just something that, that I learned uh, being in different situations. Uh, you know, I'm from El Paso, Texas, so uh, we were pretty active when it comes into the world of, you know, of, of crime and, and, and things like that. So uh, I handled pressure pretty well. So one of the biggest things and the most important thing in leadership or any type of uh, management or anything is communication. You have to be able to communicate your goals and your efforts and your vision and your desires and the plan. Um, in essence, that's the, name, the reason we named our company what we named it, America's Best Strategic Security Group. And the key word there is strategic, because if you don't have a plan, and that plan should always involve communication, getting your message out, making sure it's clear, direct, you know, firm, uh, assertive, and that it's followed, and that people have that trust in you. So a lot of it is it was um, just knowing how to communicate the, the, the leadership plan and direction we were going to go in with, by, by, by speaking. And I learned that through my process of my career that sometimes people would just say, you know, go, go do this, go do this. And you're like, how, why, when, where, what time, how? So by learning that those are the things that I didn't like, I made sure that I adjusted my leadership style to be able to communicate clear and, 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 and direct uh, uh, orders and directions. Yeah. So you rose up through the ranks to become a, uh, a chief of police, right? Yeah, I spent 20 years with the El Paso County Sheriff's Office, worked myself as a detention officer, and then uh, finally retired as the chief deputy, went on to become chief two different times and executive director still. Yeah, yeah. so I imagine as you progressed throughout your career and ultimately got the title of chief, there probably or might have been other folks around who maybe thought they were more deserving of it, and as a result were haters and critics of you in that role. Uh, is that the case? Oh, absolutely, man. You know, it, it's funny that you say that because, uh, you know, that's this is for a whole different conversation. But you know, I, I can I can write a, I can write another book or or have a Netflix series based on all the haters and the things that they did to try to stop my rise to the top. You know? Well, I cheated because you've got a chapter in the book called Haters and Critics, so I want you to talk about that. Yeah, so haters and critics. You know, one of the things, uh, you know, as I started rising up, I thought everybody was my friend. I was originally a likable guy. Uh, and as soon as I started rising up the ranks and holding people accountable and doing the right thing because it was the right thing to do, uh, everybody starts criticizing you, you know, because they feel that they're more deserving uh, of you, of, you know, they should be where you're at. And that's the main purpose of, of, hate, of haters and critics. You know, they, they, they hate you and they criticize you because they, they want to be you so bad, but they don't have, you know, and, and this is where I rub people the wrong way. They don't have the talent uh, they, that you have, um, you know, it, being a leader is not, uh, and rising to the ranks is not being able to just pass a test. It's about being a people person, serving your community, being a public servant, having a servant uh, leadership attitude style and things like that. So 
when you start doing things and, and you start innovating, um, for lack of better words, start innovating a, a career path that is pretty much stale. And that's why you, you see the issues that we see today with law enforcement and you start creating new innovative programs and things like that. Uh, people start criticizing you because that's not the way we've always done it. You know, uh, the definition of insanity is, you know, if you want, if you keep doing the same thing with the same result, then you're insane. So why wouldn't that be any different in the police world if we keep doing things the same way and it's not working? Why do we keep doing it? So when I started creating, you know, community service programs and, and, and thinking outside the box of the police world, you know, people thought I was insane and they hated at me for it because it worked, you know, and uh, at first I wasn't prepared for the criticism and all the hatred that came along, but after 27 years, I mean, it's pretty hard to offend me nowadays. <laughs> Eddie, for folks who are watching and listening who uh, would like to connect with you or maybe get a copy of your book, tell them how they can connect with you and where they can get the book. Yeah, so we got our website, uh, JesusEddieCampa.com. That's my uh, my website where, you know, uh, you can book me there for speaking engagements or anything like that. You can make uh, contact with me. Um, you can purchase the book directly from the website at JesusEddieCampa.com. Uh, you can either, you know, we accept all payment methods. You can get it at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Walmart.com. Um, it's just available anywhere. Uh, you can look at our website, America's Best Strategic Security Group. I'm very excited about that. You know, the company is now divided into three different divisions. Things are going great. And uh, the best way is just uh, find the contact us link on either one of those websites. Shoot me an email, it comes directly to me, and I'll get back to you. Sounds good. And that looks like a good spot for us to take a commercial break. Eddie, you sit tight. We're going to roll a few commercials here, and we will be right back on Behind the Numbers after this quick break. You got it. I feel bad for kicking your seat on purpose. I'm sorry for mansplaining. That's when a man... I know what it is. We should have just told you it's a boy. <laughs> I wish you didn't have to hear all that. Sorry I called you Karen. That's my name. Sorry your name is Karen. I promise I will not eat any more of your friends. Really? Okay, it might happen one more time. Hi everyone, my name is Milton Corsi. I'm here with my co-host, Mark Iorio. Welcome to Team Talk. Team Talk's all about bringing teams together, bringing organizations together, bringing a diverse group of people together to make the organization a better, more successful organization. Listening to every single voice in the organization to make it better. Yeah, our guests are gonna include people from industry, people from sports and other walks of life. They're going to talk to us about their specific journeys to team success. Tune in on Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. and then again on Thursday evening at 5 p.m. to watch Milton and I talk about Team Talk. We're looking forward to having you join us. And welcome back to Behind the Numbers. I'm Dave Bookbinder, and today we're talking about leadership with Jesus Eddie Campa. Eddie, um, I want to talk about diversity and equity inclusion, and I know you learned a lot about it growing up in the police force, and you've gotten perhaps a different perspective now out into the business world. Why, why don't you talk a little bit about that, and, and you know the perspective in which we'd like to have this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, uh, you know, what makes, what makes America and the world great is diversity. I mean, you know, uh, 
in the business world, they always talk about finding your niche, you know, and, you know, you cater to a certain group. Well, like in our business world, our niche is, is just basically everybody, you know, uh, getting different perspectives, considering that we base ourselves based off of doing everything with a strategy. Doesn't, doesn't mean that, you know, it's a, it's, it's a cookie cutter, uh, strategy. It's everything is, is planned out depending on our client's needs and all of our clients are different. You know, there's diversity, there's inclusion, you know, there's equity and inclusion and everybody gets confused between the difference between equality and equity, but there's a major difference. So we bring that perspective to our, to our clients because, you know, we have a very diverse uh, staff, you know, I mean, uh, we, we have, Americans, we've got Hispanics, we've got just about everybody. Um, every demographics in, in our company. And the most important thing about it is that when you're dealing with strategies, there's always a better way to do something. Um, and when, when you have a diverse group of individuals in the workforce or in the police department, you always want to be able to mirror the community that you're serving. You know, so uh, when you have those different aspects and you have those different uh, ideas and ideologies that come to, into play, it just helps make makes you better. You know, it makes you stronger. Uh, and I'll give you a quick example. Just yesterday, I was on a on a Zoom con- on a Teams conference with the city of St. Paul, and I was talking to their mayor, and we we had we were going over some issues and stuff like that. Now, remember, we're a Texas-based company. We have you know we have our own ideology and stuff like that. And St. Paul, Minnesota, is a whole different uh, ball game. And he said a couple of things that kind of triggered something in my head. And I was like, wow, I never really thought of, of, of that, of the, how that video actually looks and, and, and uh, the perception that that video gives. So, you know, we had to make some changes. So it's always great to have different eyes, different mindset, a different uh, thought process because, you know, we're, we're, we're nationwide. So what works in Texas doesn't necessarily work in Minnesota and, and things like that. So it just makes your job a lot easier when you have a diverse group of individuals. And it's, it's, it's great being able to have all those different perspectives and a true leader doesn't know everything. And that's why we surround ourselves with, you know, people who are a lot smarter than us. I have always said that the day I become the smartest guy in the room is the day my career is over. (laughs) Well said, my friend, I want to jump back into the book a little bit more here. Um, One of the topics that intrigues me is that uh, you say it's okay to piss people off. Tell us about that. Yeah, you know, um, we've, uh, we, we've, we've come, <laughs> you know, there's, there's this great meme that I love to watch is that, you know, and I think uh, just recently Mike Tyson used it uh, to describe his situation on that airplane that says that people have become so comfortable behind the keyboard um, that, that they, they feel like they can say anything and do whatever they want to do and lost respect for it, right? So they punched in the face. And I think we live in a time in the world now that, uh, it, you know, we've become so, uh, in trying to be, and then if there's anything wrong with being politically correct, it's just that sometimes that political correctness isn't the right thing to do, you know, or, or say, sometimes you got to come in and, 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 and do things. One of the things that I've always joked about is, is saying that I'm the only guy I know that gets in trouble for doing the right thing. You know, um, it's, it is so hard to do the right thing. And sometimes when you do the right thing, uh, you piss people off and there's no need to apologize. You know, um, you're, you're, in, you're in this world to, to, do the, to do the best that you can and make the right decisions. And sometimes people need to understand that no means no, you know, and uh, it's, a, it's the bottom line. And that's really hard when you grow up in an organization, um, you move up the ranks where everybody was your friend and now all of a sudden you're the guy holding them accountable and the things that, they used to get away with and the things you used to get away with when you rise to that rank 
are no longer acceptable because, you know, I mean, it's just not. So you start holding them accountable and then they start getting upset. You start losing friendships and stuff like that. Well, so, well, so be it. I mean, we all mature, we all grow, you know, things change just because I was this way yesterday doesn't mean I'm this way today. And there's nothing wrong with that. And a lot of people have a, a problem with, with change. You know, I always joke around that there's two things cops hate. That's uh, the way things are and can change. <laughs> uh, so that's why everything stays the same. Uh, so when you start changing things and stuff like that, you should never apologize for trying to move things forward. And it's, you're going to upset people. And if you're not okay with upsetting people, if you're not okay, I never knew that saying was so true. It's lonely at the top, you know, um, but it's only lonely if you're not okay with yourself, you know, because uh, my circle of people is very small, uh, very small. And I have no, no issue with it, you know, because I, I, I speak my mind. I say what it is as the leader of my organizations, I'm going to do what's right. And if you don't like it, sorry, you can go somewhere else. And, and it's okay to be that way. Yeah, good stuff. Doing the right thing is is really what matters. And uh, yeah, you're always going to have haters and critics. And as an author, uh, when you put yourself out there, I'm sure you're you're getting, you know, in addition to the tons of positive feedback, there's always going to be haters and critics because, like you said, it's real easy to do it from the safety of behind the keyboard. Um, so as a leader, when you're, you're being exposed to, we'll call it that type of adversity and the stresses and pressures of day-to-day -day leadership, especially in your former role, um, you talk in the book about self-care for leaders. What, what does that mean, and, and how should we think about that, and why is it so important? Well, you know, self-care is very important. There, there's, a, there, there's an old saying that says, you know, you, you can't love others unless you love yourself. So uh, how, can I, how can you expect me to be a great leader if, if I'm not okay with myself? Um, I have to be in the right mindset uh, as, a, as a leader. You know, think about it. You know, what do you always hear? Hustle, hustle, hustle. Uh, go to bed at two in the morning, wake up at five. I get up before you uh, and, and, you know, deals are made at, at night. Deals are made at the golf. Well, you know, <laughs> there's a reason that saying says deals are made at the golf course, because that's where leaders take their time of self-care and go out and relax with, a, with another group of leaders. And they go out and they do, you know, play a little round of golf. I'm not a golfer, so I wouldn't know if that really works or not. Uh, I'm just told that it does. Uh, you know, you drink a couple of beers, you, you relax. But I noticed, you know, in one of my, one of my most stressful jobs as executive director, you know, um, I was so busy trying to turn that organization around, never slept. I, mean, I gained almost 100 pounds trying to, trying to change that organization. I felt horrible. I, I, I just I couldn't function. Uh, and as soon as I started taking care of myself, things just started falling into place. You know, um, you have to have not only not only the right mindset, the right heart, the right frame, you know, the, the, the right physical appearance, the right physical attributes to be able to function, to get people to follow you. And if you're not taking care of yourself, you know, um, that's just not going to happen. You know, uh, so self-care is important. You know, take, take, take an hour of the day to just relax, put the phone away. Don't look at emails, you know, take an hour to go to the gym, uh, enjoy your meal by yourself, you know, meditate, pray, read, anything you enjoy, all it takes is an hour a day. Um, and if you're not doing that, then, then you're, you're going to burn out. And uh, I, I never knew, people used to call me a machine until that one, that year when I realized that I was burnt out and everything that I spent doing that year didn't move us forward one bit uh, because yeah. I, I stopped caring for myself. Yeah, I mean, you're spot on. I think most of the folks who are watching and listening to this program can empathize with that and relate to it uh, because we, we are feeling burnout and it is difficult to disconnect. And during the pandemic, I know I had an epiphany. At some point I realized there's a difference between working from home 
and living at work. Eddie, for folks who are watching and listening who want to know about you, how they can get a hold of the book, how can they connect with you? Yeah, you can reach out to our website, jesuseddycampa.com. Uh, hit the contact. My phone number is on there as well. Shoot us an email. It comes directly to me. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, answer your questions or whatever. The same thing uh, with our company, AB Strategic Security. I'm sorry, AB Strategic Group is our website. Contact us. The book you can purchase on our website, uh, jesuseddycampa.com. Amazon, go to Amazon, Walmart, Barnes & Noble. Great. Thank you. You mentioned at the top of the program in the first set um, about mentors. Everyone should have one, no question about it. What's the relationship between root beer floats and mentors, Eddie? <laughs> so, you know, uh, I never, it took me a while to realize the difference between a mentor and a friend and a leader and all that stuff, you know. Uh, and a mentor is, is somebody who's concerned with your growth and actually concerned with you. Uh, I have a really good mentor. Um, it took me a while to realize that that's what he was. Uh, I just thought he was a, a good friend and a business acquaintance, but uh, I've learned so much from him. He's a local businessman, and uh, one day I found myself in a low point of my career. Uh, I was really depressed, and I had a meeting with him, and right away he picked up on it. And we finished the meeting, and a couple of hours later he calls me and wants to know what's wrong. He says, you're not yourself. You're not, you're not firing on all eight cylinders. What's, what's going on? I need, I need to know what's, what's going on with Eddie. So as I started explaining the situation, he says, you know, uh, that's fine and dandy, he says, um, but I didn't like the way I saw you today. So this is what I want you to do. I said, before you go home, stop at, stop at the store, get some root beer, get some vanilla ice cream, go home, and as soon as your wife and the kids get home, make them a root beer float and just sit down and enjoy the day and ask them how their day was. Be concerned with what they're doing, not with what you're doing or what's going on in your life. And as soon as you start hearing the good things or their issues, you know, that's going on in their life and as you're enjoying that root beer float, stop and, and look at, at the surroundings and how blessed you really are. You have a roof over your head. You have a beautiful wife and beautiful kids. Look at the smile on their faces. Look at the house that you have. You have a little bit of money. You have your health. What can be so bad? And I took that advice. And believe it or not, that just completely turned my day around completely turned my perspective of life around. Uh, when everybody got home, everyone was kind of like, that's weird, Dad, Dad's never greeted us with root beer floats. As soon as we walked in the door, what the heck? And we just ate, you know, we talked. So that's one of the things that I took and I transitioned to uh, in my next role as chief of police. And every time we had a stressful situation, everybody knew that as soon as they got back to the station, they were gonna be greeted with root beer floats. And at least for those next 20 minutes, everything in the world was okay because we had ice cream and root beer, and, and a good conversation and then uh, we were recharged it kind of goes back to the self-care but it was about self-care for everyone and uh, you know that root beer float and, and the ice cream really make a difference and I know that my staff appreciated it I know my family did and that's one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten yeah so that's that's, that's great story Eddie thank you and unfortunately we are out of time but I want to thank you for joining us today and sharing your story with us Eddie my pleasure. Thank you for having me. That's our pleasure. And today we've been talking about unmasking leadership with Eddie Campa. Uh, my name is Dave Bookbinder, and I'm the one that my clients turn to when they want to know what their most important assets are worth. So you can feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm always happy to have a conversation. And as always, we thank you for joining us on Behind the Numbers. We can't do it without you watching and listening. So please be sure to hit the subscribe button, ring the bell wherever you're watching, 
And uh, shoot us a note, leave us a review, let us know what you think. We'll see you next time, everybody. Take care.